Test, 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 test. It's time. Sorry, I messed up. I thought I did. <laughs> Welcome to Stuck at Home with Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. What? Uh, where'd you go? Did you turn your volume off? Thing off? Like, hello? <laughs> yeah, you were. Now you're back. First day with the new equipment. This is First- what happens. This is what happens. I'm sorry, people. Huzzah! Welcome to a new episode. No, Nancy, I got it now. You can hear me now, can't you? Can you hear down. me now? Turn yourself a little bit down. Now you're super loud. Yeah, what like did that. you do? What that? did you do? I didn't touch we, anything. We got all that? those stickers and all those buttons. It sounds, How about that? You sound, you sound amazing. I right think now? this will be the first time everybody's going to go, damn. Yeah, I really have a good voice. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's much better for podcasts than you thought it was. You just thought I was a personality. <laughs> yeah, I got a voice for radio. <laughs> oh, you sound great, brother. Radio. Oh. Is that a thing still? <laughs> Does radio still exist? Hey, still- Jason. Wait, oh, wait, wait. Sorry. Welcome to another episode of Stuck at Home with me, Cliff Dorfman, and this guy. And me, uh, the old-timey prospector who just found, found out he's going to take his first photograph ever. <laughs> Jason <laughs> Smith. How's it Jason going, Smith. everybody? We have an awesome guest today, but I don't even want to talk about it yet because let's talk a little about, because I'm very excited for it, but I'm also excited about this thing. This candy, not COVID thing. So can you tell me what the heck's going on with this? Yeah, a, a little bit. Um, no, it's not, Nancy. It's not my sleepy, <laughs> I just woke up voice. This is my raspy, cool, how I normally sound voice. You just couldn't hear it. Go, Jason. Sorry. <laughs> so <clears throat> over the weekend, you know, um, I, ha- well, I've been making, I've been trying to make a lot of uh, <clears throat> uh, attempts to understand people, talk to learn to get to connect with people, trying to, outside of this political sphere, trying to connect with people that disagree with me. Uh, trying to understand their perspectives, trying to understand why they believe what they believe. Um, it's for a new podcast that I'm making um, and actually going out and, and searching for people who have completely different views than I do. Um, and so I came across a lot of things this weekend about um, this hashtag save Halloween 2020, which is basically a lot of people are out there going, you know what, if you can go to Walmart and I'm, I mean, they say that all the time. If you can go to Walmart and you could protest, we can have Halloween to which I respond. Why do you think I go to Walmart? What is it about me and all the like and all the protesters that that like uh, they're referring to BLM, right? Yeah, right. So they're saying you can go protest something vital that's changing yeah. the world, uh, and we can have Halloween. Which again, I understand you want Halloween. Now you can't hear Jason. Let me let me see if see, see look at on. this. It's all happening. Oh, you yeah, can hear me though, right? If you can, hear I hear me, you can. great. If they, I you think can it's hear you. Me, they can hear me. Yeah, Rob. You know what? Well, we'll <laughs> I think get, it's you. <laughs> well, let's do this. I, we will get into this here in a minute. I'm going to figure out some technical difficulties. We're going to re-edit this for everybody else so that the Wednesday show does not sound all, all broken up like this. But Bob's here, and I really want to get him going. Let's do that. Bob's awesome. here? Yeah, okay, Bob's so, here. I mean, should I just... Yep. I, I can't even say this guy. All I have to do is say his name because he is an internationally known human being. He's an actor. He's a stand-up. He's a writer. He is a director. He is a producer. I mean, this, there, this, he's a true renaissance man. I am proud to call him my dear friend, I, without any further ado, can we just bring on the amazing Bob Saget? 
Well, Zach, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe you said such nice things. Well, we're online. I know. It's awesome. Online is great. And we're live, aren't we? Yes, and it's so good to see you. I love you. I love you, too. And you look amazing. Holy crap, I love those glasses. Wait, well, I lost, I lost 10 pounds off my head. <laughs> Every, I've lost it everywhere, which is kind of rough. I'm going to have to get the pump. But... Uh, <laughs> But life is life is okay. How's your crazy life during this crazy, crazy time? What the hell? I got to tell you, I'm thriving. I hate to say it, like with with the ultimate humility. I feel like everything is going well. This 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 whole podcast thing really burgeoned from being stuck at home. So yeah. I mean, we would normally have talked about this, but what the heck with the world? So now right. here we are. We get to catch up, and I get to you, talk to all you. All people just said, "What the heck?" So is this? Are we talking PG? Kind of his mom up. only yeah. lets him say the F word twice. That's why he can only swear so many times or his mom gets mad at him. I you can say fuck as much as you want. How <laughs> are you doing, man? Everything okay? Everything's good. Everything uh, your beard matches your shirt. I like it. <laughs> I try. Um I'm trying to get a green screen so I can just gray all of it just turns into one flat color. Yeah, we should all be CGI because <laughs> the world's ending. There By the way, go. you're not wrong. Okay, so Bob, thank you for being here. Seriously, it means a well, lot. Well, you're my friend. Are you kidding? I know, but it's... The and we're with the same company, Studio 71, and we I, love them. Listen, I love you. That's the main thing. And oh, that hold is... on. I, I have, let me just open this fly. <laughs> listen, <laughs> I already opened it for you. Oh, my. <laughs> it's already done the second you walked on. Listen, first of all, how are you? How's everything? How's the life? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm good. I got a great wife, Kelly, who you've yet to meet. I know. Um, and my, my girls are good. And, um, you know, I'm just hunkering down. I'm going to do a few things a little off-road that take me out of town. I've done a couple television shows um, socially distanced. I did this new show for Fox that Ken Jeong is hosting. I'm a panelist a couple oh. times, and I can see your voice that's coming up. It's a really good show. Uh, Ken Jeong, that sounds great. He's great, but it's like a it's actually a really good show because it's not a competition. It is because you're trying to raise money. Or, uh, the contestants are. Right. But yeah. the cool part about it is you don't know if the person can sing or not sing. So everybody tries to figure out if they can sing. And the people that can't sing are still belting it out. And there's nothing funnier than hearing <laughs> someone sing who's tone deaf. It's and they commit. And for 90 seconds, it's just awesome. It's, well, that's like why that's why I listen, the only reason I watched American Idol was for the bad singers. So now, right, this isn't like that. This isn't oh. where someone says to you at the end, you weren't good because this is all celebrating someone who has the, the balls to get out to sing bad and be able to fool people. And they and they do. So, I mean, that's actually I'm not usually into these shows, mm -hmm. but I was really into it because I was on it. So <laughs> but it's, it's really it's really strong. But I've also. I'm going to be doing stand-up in a couple of weeks. I'm, uh, I'm going up and doing the very honored. I'm doing the Dave Chappelle comedy camp. I'm, I'm flying to Ohio. So uh, can you tell me a little about that? What is that? Well, it, it's what he's been doing. It's not broadcasted anywhere. And, um, and Dave invited me and it's really the people that I look up to the most. Um, and, and people that I just love. Uh, Michelle Wolf, uh, actually met her years ago when she opened for me in Staten Island. And, uh, <laughs> and she was awesome. This is before the, you know, the, the uh, much publicized correspondence uh, thing she did mm -hmm. on, on the president. Um, well, she didn't go, I heard. 
right? He didn't. He didn't go, but she went. Right, she went. He didn't go. Right. Yeah. One, one, one didn't show up. It was him. Right. He's no, the he, he wouldn't have wanted to be there because he would have. <laughs> he would have walked out. So, um, yeah. but that was when he could walk. But the thing is, um, <laughs> when he before he waddled. Um, but the, Pepe. you know what's good about him? I mean, on the uh, when the I don't want to talk what? about it, but well, no, I, no, I was asking you. I can't think oh, of anything. Yeah, I don't have nothing. Well, he, he, when they do the debates, you know, Biden's going to stand at the podium and, and uh, the president's going to loom like he did with Hillary. But you, but the good part about it is back then he weighed less. Now, now you're going to be able to hear his legs rubbing together as he comes over because he's going to be so miked. So you'll know it'll be like a cricket. Um, <laughs> he's going to loom. It's going to be uh, it's, it, we've turned into Thunderdome. It's going to be a cage match. Yeah, it's Thunderdome meets idiocracy. Yeah. I think he's going to start breathing like uh, Tony Soprano soon. I think he breathes. Uh, well, I don't, I, let's not trash him. Let's not trash okay, him. Okay, let's not. Let's because, move forward. Because, because when you trash him, you're putting that energy out and giving him fuel. He likes, absolutely right. He likes to be trashed. You're he right. likes it because then he can fight back. I like positive. I do, too. Yeah, I like I do too. suppositories. Um, Wait, can I bring up something from the past? Because you're a very humble guy. And I was telling Jason this, but most people don't know this. You actually went to do a Hasty Puddings thing. You got honored at Hasty Puddings at Harvard. No, it wasn't Hasty Puddings. It was, was it? Um, it was a Harvard Lampoon. Because uh, Harvard, no, no, Harvard has two, uh, there's Hasty Puddings where they do the, um, they, they dress up as ladies. But I think in this, in, in University of Pennsylvania has the mask and wig. I got to perform with them uh, at, at an all-star review because I was going to Temple University, but I had friends at Penn. They put me in a sketch that I'd written that they liked. And it was Paul Provenza, who was uh, one, one of the people that passed me and I auditioned for him when I was 19. Uh, oh, crap. Yeah. So, so you went to, you went, I went to, to Harvard, BJ Novak. Right. Uh, so you met this young man named BJ Novak there. He, he was a me. student, right? He was a he student. Was, he was graduating and he was smart and he figured who, who do I like that I know has a, a duality in his career that will probably, cause he's so nice, help my career. Um, <laughs> which, wait, 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 let me say it, which then you went and as soon as he graduated, his first job was raising dad. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, he was a writer. Well, what happened was he's, uh, um, there were many people that were crazy talented at this Harvard Lampoon, which is the greatest society. So it's not hasty pudding. Harvard Lampoon is a secret it, it, it's not a secret. <laughs> it's a society it, with secrets. But the National Lampoon sprung from it. A lot of the National Lampoon writers came from Harvard. Of course, Conan came from Harvard. A lot of the greatest comedy people that we know are right. came from there. From um, and there was also, um, is it, what was it? It wasn't the Oxford Lampoon, but I know that the, and in London there's a big oh, one. really? Uh, yeah. Out of the college. I, I'm, I'm really yeah. ignorant. I want to be moving no talking about. You're the one you who's getting my, called there. Right. <laughs> I'm not. Well, but people meanwhile, in London, I'm sorry. Um, but, but you find this guy, BJ well, Novak. No one knows him. Me. I think okay. he discovered me. Hey. Uh, and it was brilliant what they did. They did a half an hour of cheer, cheer, cheer college show and mm -hmm. go Harvard, go Harvard. And it was at the Sanders Theater. Mm. And um, Natalie Portman was in the audience and um, and a bunch of cool people that I'd met over the years. But um, Scott Weiner ended up in the review. First, they do a half and this is with BJ and another it was called the BJ show and another guy named BJ. But I don't know where he is now. <laughs> we were but, talking uh, about our friend Scott from Aladdin. 
Yes, Scott from Alaska. Yeah, and nicest House. guy. Nicest guy. Steve the, on Full House. The best. I know you never stop watching Full House. I, how can you? It's always on. You can't. You, if you put on the TV, you can't stop. It's impossible. I, I don't know if I would have watched it if I hadn't been on it, but I might have because of my girls when they were. You couldn't have avoided it. That's what I'm I telling know. you. It is hard to avoid now. Yeah, it's but impossible. I don't think it's running. I think they took it off for a while to make it more expensive at some point. Yeah, so. and people had to breathe. Yeah, they need. We need a breather. Right, and now it's coming back, and then you got Fuller House and Full. Uh, come on, this yeah, is the a thing. I have a, it'll be Fullest House. It'll be me in an urn by the window. But <laughs> and by the way, I, I feel like BoJack Horseman touches on a lot of Full House stuff. They do uh, sometimes. And some people had uh, said that my that it was based on me, but I I hung out with. Uh, mm-hmm with um, Will Arnett, and he said, what? What are you talking about? It's not you at all. And we that's were smoking cigars, so you know yeah. it's true. Yeah, that's what uh, I think. There's no way that's you. I mean, anyone no, who knows I'm you knows it's not you. Right. It's, right. it's people's perception, um, well, which is always. They should always. get it right. Well, right. everybody's perceptions out of their fucking minds. Oh, I'm allowed one more of those. Oh, so, no, that's, um, you've met my mother. She, you brought her to the Westbury Music Fair. I show love with, your with mother. She would, she would let me drop the f bomb. She would. She likes you. I got one more left. I'm not going to do it. Um, <laughs> okay, so wait. So your, you uh, I'll just finish this. So they did. Half, it, yeah. They did a half an hour, sure, rah rah college show, and then all of a sudden, it turned filthy. And this hilarious uh, comedy guy, Dan Mintz, who's a great comedian and writer got up and he was an interpreter for an Asian gentleman um, because BJ pulled him out of the audience, the Asian gentleman. And and then Dan Mintz translated it, but everything he translated was just filthy. It, the man spoke <laughs> Chinese and Dan Mintz just, it was filthy. And it was, and then Danny Chun, um, he was amazing, who went on, to, he's a producer on The Simpsons. He's a great television writer. He was producing with Daniel, um, um, oh God, uh, Grandfather, the show with John Stamos, Dan Fogelman. Oh, wow. Uh, and he was, a, he was a student there at the time? He was in the show. He was part of the show. So I met BJ Novak, Dan Mintz, and Danny Chun. And I just went, these guys are amazing. So my manager at the time was Michael Price, who's my dear friend. Best. I love And Michael. you know Michael. Yeah, so do I. So do I. And, <laughs> no, I do. Oh, I no, do. I thought you said you know him. I thought you were being funny. Yes, oh, I love no. him. No, I, no, I, I know him. He but, will, uh, I'm saying you brought him in to be another person who was not, he was Brad Gray's assistant and one of the best and brightest. And you just saw him and you guys built a friendship well, and he's a and huge the, manager. Well, he's gigantic. And gigantic. He's doing great. He handles, but the interesting part was, um, at the time, Brad said, look, I'm, he, Brad was going more into production. He said, I'm not going to manage you. I said, yes, you are. I'm still going to call you for advice. <laughs> I don't care where you work. I'm still, you're still my manager. So we would, when he was running Paramount, and of course we lost him, which is not fun. Lost his soul. Um, and he, um, it was at Paramount. I'd call him and say, look, I, I got to make a decision on this show. What do you think? He goes, well, I don't know. Um, it sounds good, but you better find out about, uh, you know, how long you got to do this if it's a piece of shit. So, uh, you know, anyway. Um, but, okay, so uh, wait, finish the story. Michael, so BJ, so, so BJ, Michael Price, BJ. And Danny Chun and Daniel, Dan Mintz, I, I called uh, Michael and, I, and BJ cold called Michael Price. That's how smart BJ is. <sighs> And Michael, Michael knew already that BJ was special. Right. And uh, then when I, and then the last hour and a half of the show that started clean, I did 25 minutes of stand up. Mm-hmm. I did, you know, they showed a scene from Half Baked. I had a girl on a date where I'm 
uh, young girl. It, everything was inappropriate. Oh. It was all designed. And then we did a full house sketch for 20 minutes where Danny Tanner didn't know what sex was. So they were showing me magazines. <sighs> And Scott Weiner was in that. So BJ and Dan and and oh. and Dan Mitz really wrote something ho- just hilarious. And Wait, I was so BJ honored. cold calls Michael, right? And then cold Michael. And then I said to Mike, Michael, said, "How'd it go?" I said, "One of the best nights I ever had in my life." Uh, and I'm an honorary member of the Harvard Lampoon, which means I I know how to get to the building. <laughs> um, and um, and then I said, "You should sign these three guys. These guys are just amazing." And he did. And I went with Michael as a manager when Brad said, you know, I'm going to I'm not going to be managing as much. Um, it was really because he was leaving. I think I can't remember. He was going to run a studio. Yeah. Yeah. He knew he was going to go run the studio. He's like, I don't I know. I, do I actually don't know that. I don't know. The, the I just lineage. like putting conjecture in. Yeah, well, everybody does. We all make up our shit right now. Um, yeah, everybody. But, but what ended up happening was. Um, I just said, well, I want Michael Price to manage me because I was talking to Michael all the time. And he was at one time Ray Rio, my friend, his assistant. And I would just talk to Michael. What do you think? And his sensibilities were just good. And so I just uh, that's who I I chose. Yeah. And BJ ended up on on. Raising Dad, which was was it As UPN? A writer. Was it UPN at the time? Or? No, it was, uh, it was the WB. WB. Raising Dad should have lasted. I mean, it was it was it went, in London. They loved it, and it was written by it's Jonathan funny. Katz, uh, mm-hmm. the great Dr. Katz, and mm-hmm. uh, Norman Steinberg, a dear friend who wrote My Favorite Year and also wrote with Mel on Blazing Saddles with the other writers. And he they created and wrote this show. And it was such a good show. Jerry Adler, Hesh from The Sopranos, was my dad. And my daughters were Kat Dennings and Brie Larson. And Megan Good was on it. All these great people were on it. Um, oh, somebody wants well, me to... Think about that. Kat Dennings. Someone says they want me to talk dirty and... Can't wait for a Money done. <laughs> I'm already turning red. You haven't I can't, noticed I can't, I can't talk dirty because uh, your mama is not going to like it. No, no, no. Oh, I got I to look. A COVID calic. <laughs> no one noticed it until you put it out. COVID oh, let me just Let me just paste that down. <laughs> let me get my glue gun. See, look at that head of hair you got. Like, you're really blessed. I, I got lucky. I, I do stuff to it, though. I put the drops on it, and I take Propecia. I take Propecia. Stay, but it says it gets rid of your um, erection. But that's not true because I'm voting in this erection. It's very important to me. Zeta, wow, did I just offend everything? I, I think it was good. Nine, it was worth nine, it. Nine groups I just offended. Um, it was, I actually don't do Propecia. I do the actual finesterol. The, the that, that's, that's what I do. It, yeah. that, that is what it is. Yes, exactly. And right. I've been doing it for like 20 years, which is why I still have hair. That's right. it. But I also take this uh, uh, biotin, which uh, makes your hair grow. It makes your nails grow. It's just oh, a, yes. That's good stuff. So I did that. And then I have just people go, oh, you're gray. And I'm like, no, but my crown gets my yarmulke. Your yarmulke turns gray. It turns gray. It's like Chinese noodles. And then it looks like I'm balding. I I would show you, but why would I want to show you? No, why would you? So I have that dyed, my yarmulke. And then sometimes they feather. They feather. But my my hair is this, this color, which is weird. By the way. You're looking good. So, all right. You're looking good. You're looking really good. How's your life now? Tell me what's going on. Listen, I am, I am working. This has been over, overtaking most things except the writing. And with the writing, I'm doing a, I'm doing this movie with, with, with with Tyga. It's a very interesting thing we're doing. David Arquette. It's a really cool thing we're putting together. 
And you've been friends said, with David for a long time. David's the best. He's like you, you know, it's just like you. I find people who are salt of the earth like you and like David and I don't let him go. You know, I just, I can't. It's too, you know, it's like, look, you met Mike Young. He's your opener, right? Still great friends, right? I mean, you don't I let good people go. The feature or the, or the special Sorry, guest or something. Feature, right. He's really grown. He's amazing. He's really great. And he is, he's in Detroit going bat crazy. Um, I can't imagine. Wow, bat crazy. He can't say anything anymore. I don't know if bats offended now. Did we offend bats? Yeah, uh, my friend George Wallace, really <laughs> funny comedian. When this whole thing started, he went, let me center myself. What the hell? Why won't I do that? Uh, Are you being metaphorical? He wrote a tweet, right? <laughs> Gotta get centered. He, he tweeted um, as soon as the coronavirus was le- linked to bats. Mm-hmm. He went, oh, my God, what am I going to do with all my favorite bat recipes? Bat etouffee. He started naming them and then, you know, butterflied. And, and then he went, what he always does, and whatnot. <laughs> and, and whatnot is my favorite part. But he was upset he, he couldn't eat bats anymore. Uh, I mean, this is a guy when I saw him at Catch a Rising Star, you know, when I was very like 13 years old, he was wearing a Jewish star, a cross, like a Buddha. He had every religion. That's George. Yeah. George, George's love. I had him on my podcast. Um, That's what I was just getting to, your podcast. So let's talk. No, no, no. Let's talk about this thing that is blown up. I mean, the guest list on this thing is literally like a White House correspondent dinner meets an A-list party at Brad Pitt's house. What the hell are you doing on this thing? Well, I talk to people. It's conversations. It's like this. You know, I I just talk to people. I have trouble staying linear. So they're the ones that draw me back in. And and I I have. I I get that. Um, Cliff also barely ever can get through one. Oh, we know that. This is amazing. I've never seen Cliff less ADD ever. It takes a lot of work. I am constantly like shooting him emails. He's not wrong. No, I know. I know you. I know you know. I've known you a long time. Oh, Um, boy. It's a beautiful life. Yeah, that's, that's a, yeah, right. That's when we met. That so was much. the first night we met as going to see It's a Beautiful Life. Me, you, Johnny, Drew. It's a Beautiful Life? Yeah, or? the 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 Roberto Benini movie. Oh, that it's a, is that called it's Life a beautiful is beautiful. Life? Life, Life is beautiful. beautiful. See, that's that's me. That's I me. forgot you were. Di- you're not dyslexic too, are you? No, no, no. Just getting senile. <laughs> life it's a is wonderful be- life in a Nazi war camp in, in a concentration <laughs> camp. That's what it is. Right. It's the only time we've ever hung out where we walked out of something, looked at each other, and we're, we're not hungry. <laughs> no one's eating. Um, no one <laughs> comes home. out of that movie because I, I want some barbecue. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, wait. No, movie, really, I'm keeping you on point. No, Bob, let's talk about your podcast. So, on uh, Studio 71. Yeah. yeah. And you've been doing this now for a while. And just I'm give on, me. I'm on my 51st show, but I don't just. Oh, and I, but I talk to people. I mean, I was talking to Anna Faris, who's on right now. She's on today's show that came out. And she's in, you know, uh, Years, she's years and years. She's been doing it, and I'm doing, I, I made a decision to do it and never stop. I didn't do it because uh, quarantine happened, so oh, I can't go tour and I can't do TV shows or direct anything. So I'm gonna do a podcast, and some people are doing that with their knownness, which is not a word, and and then, and it's cool because you get to hear people that normally wouldn't do that. So that's the cool part. But I, I ain't stopping it because I. I've got the whole podcast board, the actual soundboard, and I, I do my zooms, and um, people like it. You get you get people that are people you know much it. more 
able to, I mean, it's like Whoopi was able to do it where I wouldn't have been able to have her as a guest if it wasn't done with this. This is going to be a lot of what we do, regardless of how the world gets safer in the next year or two. I agree. Don't you think this is like the future of talk shows? Because anybody could do anything from anywhere. It's still better to be there and have a live audience. And I mean, Bill Maher just went back in the studio. We know Fallon's back in the studio. James Corden, I don't think left. I think he waited until they let him in. Um, and he, when I, when I did, I could see your voice, uh, which will be on, uh, I think in a few weeks. I don't know. Uh, but he, James Corden was the only other show at CBS shooting with no audience and you know, and you get your COVID test. And then you find out about the COVID test, you get the little, they take a little swab and they do that. And it's only like that big, but everybody, because they didn't want to upgrade the test and throw out the cheaper ones, which were the first ones, which is a giant ass thing that they put up into your brain. We don't need to do that, but they didn't throw them out. They want to hurt people more because it's expensive that 99 cents for the shorter test which is you find out in 10 minutes. And I just feel bad that we have not been taken care of uh, medically, mm. Every, everybody. And show business gets like what first responders get, which is the quick swab and then you find out in 10 minutes. But people are waiting weeks to get results. People can't get tests. Yeah. And of course, some people don't think COVID exists, and they <laughs> they should they should uh, go to the non moon on the flat Earth and kiss my ass. <laughs> so damn. I mean, what's that guy's name? Alex Jones. He's one of them, right? I don't even say his name. It's I like, really well, don't well, want to. Like, You're well, right. Well, now, any, anybody that Candy believes man. in any of these conspiracy theories is lowering the IQ of humanity, and it's just. And I'm not smart, but I know a lie when I hear one. I know an idiot when I hear one. I've been in an airplane and looked at the curvature of the earth. <laughs> I guess they haven't been in a plane or they think it's an optical illusion because CGI. of CGI. No, it's well, CGI from the windows. The windows are like, it's like twilight zone when you look out them. So it's flat. Earth's flat like they're fucking yeah. brains. Yeah, the Illuminati installed CGI windows into all the planes, Bob. So when you look out, you look like it's curved, but it's not. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is important to know. <laughs> Like, the other thing I wanted to say was you were complimenting me and saying what great guests I have and everything, yes. which is really nice. But half the time I'm calling people um, not not known. Maybe they're known by their friends, but they're not what you would call famous people. I hate the word celebrity because you're either a writer, actor, or broadcaster or something. But celebrity means oh, we have celebrities in our supermarket opening, you know, but uh, this is, I get to call. In fact, when I'm done talking to you, I'm going to record people. Um, and I announce it on Twitter and Instagram. I'll be calling people today, tomorrow, you know, in uh, next Monday. Where, but, uh, where but, are you picking uh, them from? Um, I just post it. And then they leave messages on a phone number. And then uh, my producer, Andrew Seeley, who's a really nice man, um, he helps go through the messages and then I call people. And it's really, that's the premise of the show is Bob Saget's here for you. I'm just trying, it's funny, I was talking to Bill Burr the other day and he was really funny on the podcast and we weren't, we were just doing audio and uh, now I do all Zoom too, so I can really feed that YouTube I just started my YouTube page. You know? Wait, give it a day, Bob. Yeah, no. Yeah, give it no, a day. I have. It, it's not going to happen. But because people I don't agree. listen to this, they, they listen more than watch uh, faces just 
looking at them. Unless right. they're super fans. But um, there's a lot of those out there. Well, right now they're listening to you live. How many episodes are you in? We started 68. this. Oh, there you go. <laughs> what is it? 68. 68? Yeah. How'd you do so many? This will actually end up being 69. We do one every day. Oh, I love when you say this will be 69. Yeah, we're going to make this one because this isn't actually going to run today. It, on the podcast, it'll run on, um, it'll run the next. So you're going to be 69. Oh, so this is not live live. Oh, this is uh, it's live. Both. No, we're both. We're we're giving our our stuck at homies a treat uh, as to like a special bonus on the live half. But like you said, most people are listening. So Wednesday, you get like a brand new episode that's all yours again. So it's a whole other thing because we're very excited to have you here. That's awesome. I'm thrilled to be here. And yeah. congrats. How long have you been doing it for? Since, well, we started March. Well, I started my podcast, which was the Cliff Dorfman show with Jason. Uh, he was nice enough to give me a deal uh, when I shopped it and we set it up there and we started right. it. And Jason was my cohort. And then when the so we did it like we did enough episodes to last us until June of interviews like Laz Alonzo, all these, you know, interesting people. And then we said, okay, the quarantine's here. And Jason was messing around with this stuff. And he's like, let's do the Cliff Dorfman show live. And we started doing it. And then we started getting guests. And then we figured we have to rebrand. We had Scott Porch on and we called it Stuck at Home. It was his idea. And we started doing this. And like you said, we think this is the future. Yeah, they'll probably go back to live stuff, but this is not going to stop. No. And I think, you know, it, live radio is taking a big hit because of it, because everybody wants, just like streaming, you get your uh, stuff when you want it. You want a show, you see, oh, it's not a new episode, you know, uh, damn it, I already heard that, I already saw that. So there's thousands of, I mean, so many podcasts, it's, it's, oh, yeah. uh, it's, it's crazy. And then you look at Joe Rogan and you, you hear the president wants him to moderate a debate. Well, because he has conspiracy theorists on his thing and he listens to them. It doesn't mean he agrees with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and he also, I don't, you know, I, I, I just, it'd be pretty cool to see it. It'd be pretty wild that we're in a world that that happens. Well, we need an MMA announcer to debate, you know, to That's moderate the is. debate. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly right. I, I just, uh, well, listen, here's the thing. And, and I say this, okay, let me ask you a question. I, you know what? I don't, there's something about Joe. Joe's, uh, anyone should be as successful as him. I'm sure he's a very nice guy. I, he is. I, yeah, I did I, a podcast recently and I loved it. I heard, I heard. And he, and he heard couldn't have great. been more, he couldn't have been more charming. I mean, he yeah. couldn't, and I've known him for years, but not really known him. And a podcast does something mm -hmm. where you actually are having valuable time with somebody. I mean, you and I would be talking on the phone. We haven't connected in a while. I know. And so I'm connecting with people through this in a way that means a lot to me. It's like very valuable. And it's a time that I think, you know, we have to try to find the positives because otherwise I can't sleep. You can't sleep. No. This stuff keeps us up. If you put on the news and I watch all channels, I'll watch, you know, all of them. I'll, I'll watch Fox and sometimes I'll go, oh, that was a relief or, oh, my God, why it is. I don't want to trash anybody in particular, but, uh, you know, I can't say it. I won't say it. I don't want to go there. I don't want to use their I tactic. did that, too, just now. By the way, I stopped myself, too, and I didn't want to put you in the position of, of negative. You know, I was like, you know what? I'm not going to say it because it's well, not Well, it negative. is negative, and that's, yes. that's what uh, is happening. Um, well, I don't get why you watch the news. Why do you watch the news? I want to know what's going on. Why? I want to, because I, because I want to know. I want to be connected to the matrix. I want to be. The low-level fear-based matrix. 
Well, no, but but it, it's I watch all of it. You know, we it's know all fear based. Don't you think? Aren't you fearful after? Don't you have anxiety? No, I'm fearful if I don't know what's going on. And then I know what's going on. I make my mind up for myself. You know, it's interesting. Chris Rock had a wonderful bit. I actually put it on my Instagram page, page, whatever. Yeah. Site. Page. Yeah. But he page. was saying, he said, uh, you know, uh, all, everybody is an idiot. You know, you know, uh, I, you know, Republicans, Democrats, liberals, conservative, everybody, you have to, if you, can't make up your own mind. If somebody has to make up your mind for you, I'm really paraphrasing, but you're not, yeah. you're not living your, you're not a person. Right. You're not a person. If you're part of a cult. Or you're, you're not sentient. Of, correct. Yeah. And I think we see a lot of that. I think we see a lot of. Oh, it's, it's all it is. It's all it is. What was the rally with no masks and he's 20 feet from everybody. So he doesn't get it. I mean, what, why would that be a rally? Um, I, and why, why do you, and it's all lies. I mean, I was watching, um, it was Fox and some guy was saying, oh, I, I, I don't care for him because he talks like this, which makes him even more connected to the devil. And I don't believe in the devil, but suddenly I do. Um, <laughs> but what he was saying was the Democrats want everybody to vote twice. And I'm like, what? That's, that's your guy, bro. That's, that's not, they don't want that. Yeah, that's what they're saying. You know, it's like, you're nuts. Nobody's hearing. And I think it's that Jack Nicholson line from A Few Good Men. They, you can't handle the truth. Right. And the truth is that this thing's uh, bigger than all of us. And there's all kinds. It's it's the culmination of a shitstorm. You know, we've already had lightning strike. In every possible way right now, uh, you know, these fires are a nightmare. People are losing their lives. You can't rake a forest. You can't clean up brush yeah. when it's 100, you degrees know. And 30 degrees. Well, I was going to say, uh, you know, <laughs> millions of acres. You know, well, you, yes. I, I you listen. can't rake. I think he meant to say rape the forest is what he meant. Because that's what we're doing. And someone's like, that's you can't say that. With not, with not with denying climate change. Um, yeah. And it's a whole thing. Listen, and this is why. You I know, know what climate change is. That's when my thermostat breaks. <laughs> now, I sweat a lot from my ball sack, which I never wash. Because I ate my baby. I'm a baby eating pizza gator. <laughs> Who are those people? Stop. I don't think it's you know what you know what they got wrong. Stop. Cliff, Cliff, it's supposed to be baby gates. That's what you put up to protect the baby. You put up baby gates and then you order pizza. They got it all wrong. It's just they read it wrong. They, the people that they're accusing of being baby eaters are actually just ordering pizza and they're putting their grandchildren behind gates to keep them safe. You know, so they don't put their finger in a light socket. That's all it is. It's baby gate. It's baby pizza gate. But the, anybody that thinks people eat babies. Well, they eat the baby's adrenochrome or whatever. You know, we get the fear, the fear from when they're, when they're actually born. It's like, I don't know. I hope they take a plane to the Andes and they got to choose which passenger they want to munch on. Maybe it's them. <laughs> That would solve the problem. Eat all the non This isn't going to go well for me. No, it's going good. I like this, by the oh, way. You're just making me laugh too much. I know, but I'm, I'm annoyed, <laughs> and I shouldn't be. Well, listen, so I don't like you to be annoyed. Let's be happy. How's Kelly? 
Uh, that's very personal. She's great. <laughs> I'm very lucky. I um, I um, I married her. She's just amazing. She's married. Just- and you, are you married? No, but you know, it's funny. I, I will say this now. I, I, I have a, a, suddenly I have a girlfriend. He's been saying this for the last three days. I thank you for telling somebody else. Cause I don't want to hear it no more. I, I just don't know. I, like, cause it's so unreal. Uh, how did you guys, uh, I, I assume, uh-huh. uh, Oh, Dan says, uh, you may have lost control. <laughs> yeah, oh, thank, I know. You, Dan. Yeah. thank you. It was the baby pizza gate that made him laugh. Um, no, maybe choke. <laughs> so, choke I don't want that for you. That's if you go out and breathe out here in California. But so you would, you would, um, uh, wear a mask when you met this lady. I mean, are you wearing masks? Are you believing that? Uh, yeah, you wear a mask. First of all, hundred percent. Hundred percent. What do you mean? Believe in medicine. Yeah, I believe in modern medicine. I believe in uh, air and oxygen. I believe in Dr. Fauci, not somebody who makes up. This is magically going to go away. Yeah, I believe that there is COVID, and I wear a mask. I am a big believer. And by the way, I have asthma that's dormant. It's not easy to yeah. breathe. Oh, right? I've had it. I've had pneumonia a few times. So I've had pneumonia uh, too. Right, I know you have. Oh, yeah. So we're susceptible. Exactly, uh, and, and I'm still story, wearing a mask. I had Dia Hughley on the show, and I was watching. Oh, love. I, I love DL and he is speaking out, you know, in, in a very strong way about a lot of human rights issues. And Good. Uh, so people don't like that because they, uh, of course, are racist and don't think everyone's human. Right. And those people need to honestly, no, they need to take care of themselves. And I, I, I pray for them, but I don't pray. So <laughs> That's very nice of you. I kind of do. I kind of do lately. I don't know anymore, but. You know, you, well, you don't want to talk about how, uh, when you met this, how did you meet this lady? Because you don't I'll want to talk about politics or religion, but I'm sure you do because you can't control yourself. No, no, no. I haven't watched the news in seven years, Bob. I don't want to talk politics. You haven't anymore. watched the news in no, seven years? No, not in seven years. years. Yeah. Well, how do you know what's going on? Well, you know, because you can't avoid some. Well, I don't really know what's going on, to be honest. Like, people have to tell me. If, if it's important enough, someone will get it around to me. But otherwise, I don't. Well, I have a blackout. There's a move. Well, you got to know what's going on. You got to be don't. connected so you know what you're voting for. But you already know you're voting, yeah. right? Yeah, you vote, either vote. Even if you don't vote, you vote. But you know, you're just movie, voting for the wrong person. The, the, well, that's easy. But the, uh, the social dilemma is a movie on Netflix, and it talks about how no matter what you type into Google, man, you have me on Chrome probably for the reason. I do. Probably. I have you but on Chrome just because it works. No, whatever. Well, so does Google. But what they do is they check your what you like, your algorithm, and that'll be what you get. So if you want to go uh, baby pizza eater gate <laughs> or you want to go, you know, um, you know, I believe in justice and freedom. Or I want to go Bob Saget's here for you. The podcast. No. Oh. 71. Yeah, I'm on that. Most of my Googling is myself, which you're not <laughs> supposed to do, but I'm admitting it. I just Googled myself to make sure nothing, that I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah, am I you know, canceled? What did they say I did wrong? <laughs> Have I been canceled? Because if anybody, you watch my specials, like, I theoretically could be canceled, but I said it on stage at that time as a joke and didn't do it in my actual life. That's yeah, why. Yeah, there's a big difference. I didn't go to jail like Cliff Huspable. <laughs> no, you did not. No, you're not. No, no. it's not. No. no, no. He was a streamer. Um, anyway. Um, Wait, what were we just saying? Oh, oh we're saying, no, this is social, social, social dilemma. Social dilemma, so the Google thing. So watch the social dilemma. On you like Netflix. it. It's got some reenactments in it. I don't love reenactments in a documentary because you're watching mm-hmm. people act. Um, yeah, and they're pretty good at this one, actually. But the point of it is really clear, which is, you know, Facebook has really 
caused a lot of hate groups and bad people, insane people from the left and the right to <laughs> come up with all kinds of crazy shit. And, um, and whatever you want, they'll feed it to you, but it's individual for you. It's made for you, which means, which is scary. You're not really Googling. You're not really getting information. You aren't, you're only getting information that sells the ads to you, that sells what you want to you. And it can teach a, mentally ill person how to build a bomb and it can teach you know someone to join a group that wants to hurt other people um this is uh, social dilemma on netflix yeah and and by the way it's it's for both sides of the spectrum um and all people on both sides of the spectrum are on the spectrum so (laughs) i'm on the i'm on the the speculum because i'm i've been a, a home i do gynecology at home so people come over. Uh, I have a mobile unit. I have a uh, like an ice cream truck. But you know, like Brad Pitt is with architecture. Does he just show up? Yeah, no, he builds houses, but he doesn't have a degree. You know, like this year, like a gynecologist without a degree. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> no, I, yeah, mine's like an ice cream truck, and I I have people come in. We I wear a mask. I don't I don't really do anything, and I don't touch them or anything. I just I'm really lonely, and and my wife's with me because you're just still lonely. Well, we're looking for a throuple, so um, that seems like so much work. <laughs> oh my god, I I I've never had that experience. I've only I'm a one-on-one kind of guy. You me too. I'm very intimate. No, true? I've had like a I've had a threesome, but I've never had a relationship. Oh, you can't just throw out I've had a threesome. You sure I, you can? Well, uh, okay. And I've name. had a threesome both ways. I've had a threesome with with two guys and a girl, and two Ew. guys and a guy. Yeah, I know. I, I, I but I'm saying I've had it both. I'm not putting it down. Some people. It, it, <laughs> well, there was no crossing swords. It keeps their life spicy. Well, you don't know that. Not no, I do. I was there. <laughs> were, you, were you drinking at the time? Was that no, back I, no. in the day? Nope, I was not drinking. Because you are, you've never looked cleaner. Your complexion looks good. I like this? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pretty good, right? Looks, uh, nice and smooth. Let me ask you this, Bob. What the hell do you think is going to happen with stand-up? Like in general, like what is the world opening and we're going to get to go back to clubs? Like, well, well, yeah, yeah, I had a whole theater tour and some clubs to work on a new special that I was going to be shooting right about now. Mm -hmm. Um, And it wouldn't be that relevant. Some of it would. I was talking a lot about racism and finding humor somehow. Mm -hmm. And but we experienced it as a kid. But I think in two years, everything people want to see live stuff again. And because live stuff, there's nothing like it. And Broadway will be back, but I don't know how long it'll take. It might be the end of next year. It might be longer. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know anything. We, we, we are at the mercy because once you get the vaccine, then I hear some people say, well, you can get it again after you get the vaccine. Right. So what's the, it's like the flu. What's the purpose? Yeah. I have never gotten the flu after getting the vaccine, to my knowledge, um, usually works. If if this vaccine works, and that's why they're being very careful at the NIH, and uh, you know, right. Uh, well, you take it slow. Uh, you make sure it works, and 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 then we'll fix this thing, and we'll be okay. But what I'm interested about, because you're, I actually did what Trump said to do, and I soaked my penis in bleach. Um, he said that's the best way, but it doesn't work because you can't inhale through it. So. Wouldn't that be great if you could inhale through your penis? So you could put a mask over your over Who your, says you can't? Over your junk. <laughs> you do. It's called underwear. Oh, maybe Kenny G does that. That's that 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 thing where he's able to the breathe sac- it down. Circular breathing. Circular breathing. 
He pops in for the important Jason's stuff. always listening. Yeah, right. <laughs> but wait, I want to ask your opinion on this. Because with stand-up, we've, had, we've spoken to a lot of comics. But you're a legend. And just, just take the compliment. I don't so, know about that. Okay, there you go. You couldn't do it, could you? Take the compliment. So let well, me just do I, this I, for a reason. You're a legend. regarded by Dave Chappelle to come do his That's my point. Thing, who is yeah. the person that I look at. Um, as one of the best who's ever lived. Um, but I was around legends. I was around Richard Pryor and Robin Williams and for years. Uh, and then for years after. Um, you, you directed Dave Chappelle. Listen, I've been no, around. I've been around. Uh, but no one knew Dave I didn't direct Dave Chappelle. No, no, no. I'm sorry. But you were, uh, you guys have been friends since. What did you do together? Like early, early on? Well, I, just, I knew him. And just I know that. Him. And I did, I was directing the movie Dirty Work, Norm McDonald's yes. movie, and then I did a cameo in Half-Baked. That's Chappelle. what it was, the cameo in Half-Baked, right. Yeah, okay. that's the thing that can change your life. But everything happened the same year. Uh, it was like, I had, 2007, everything happened. It was like the Aristocrats, Entourage, which yep. we can talk about if you want. Sure. Um, Listen, you've had so many life changes, but let me ask this question first. I'm going to go through one in the next year or two also, because that's what happens to me. I'm like an eight-year guy. Something happens every eight years. And it then, does, and you blow up all over again like you never went away, and you don't go away. You're just sitting there plotting in your lab. I, I was so stressed out, I just gained a lot of weight, and I never knew it. And then I look at the pictures, like, holy crap, you were like a soccer ball and the picture they always use is like I'm the great pumpkin but now I'm kind of back to who I am I get a little jolly now and then but what we the were hell? just talking about jowls. I said, I think I'm going to grow back my beard to get rid of the jowls. That won't do it, but you yeah. know, you could join Mumford and Sons. <laughs> it's I not mean, good. that's the only hope. That's a jowly band, huh? I'm really Wait, let me ask this question. Let me Actually, ask this question. I, I, some people shave up their 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 pubic area, but I I let it grow like ZZ Top. That's what I got. And <laughs> I some people, me. You, you don't shave? Oh, I shave. I I I man groom. You got Manscape as a sponsor? Do you talk about Manscape? No, no. We used to like a long time ago, but uh, they're great. I a love. Long them. time ago, you've done. 60 episodes. No, but like before this, we did uh, the Cliff Dorfman show. So we did uh, about 16 or 22 uh, part. So 40 episodes of that. It was 20, 22 Why didn't parts. you ever have me on? I mean, why did you insult me? Oh, I didn't insult you. You know why I didn't have you on? Because I was afraid to ask you. Honestly, because I know, because you're so nice. And if I put you in a position where it's like, I'm coming to you and asking you, I feel like you have to say yes, or you say no, and you feel terrible. And I didn't want to do either to you. So I, I was like, let it just. Say, I hate saying no. But I know. I have to. But we're too close. People have to. I know, but we're very close for a very long time. And I felt like when the natural organic time comes, like now, then you will be on the show because it'll be something that you're not put in a weird position to do. No, this and that's what's important to me. This is like, um, that, you know. And that's why it happened. And, and that's it came why from Studio 71, so it was like, well, he could have just texted me. But, but I uh, see, I wanted to, because I don't ever want to put my friends who are true artists in a weird position. I that's, do. Uh, well, you, I do, you're just and, they, weird. and they don't answer. <laughs> Yeah, podcasts will make a guy not answer or a girl. Yeah. Like, someone will just be like, no response. Like, hey, you want to do my podcast? Just silence. Right. I get a lot of that. <laughs> okay, but wait. So I brought up the fact that you're a legend for a reason because you can, in two years, go back to stadiums or to, you know, halls. Not stadiums. And, no, I'm I, sorry, halls. I mean, okay. I'd play a stadium if it was like gladiator times and they were throwing me out there to have me slaughtered. <laughs> Which is where we're close to that. We're, we're not close. far. Like, let's let's throw out the the dad from Full House and kill him. Are you not like, entertained? 
and I'll be yelling freedom, you know. By the way, we're not very far from there. But why I say it is because you can go back to halls, you can go back touring. You know, it's not going to be this major knock for you because everyone knows you. But all these people, let's let's say around this time, pre-COVID, that were coming up and starting to get big, what are they going to do? How do they fight back? Like, how do they, what happens? Well, they have, to, they have to work. And I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it. And the answer really is you just have to get really good. You have to get really, really good. You have to not feel sorry for yourself, which is really hard if you can't make your rent. And you have to do whatever job can make your rent. And also there's help, you know, there's unemployment and there are people that can help you too. Mm -hmm. It's very hard. I know so many people that are just purging. Um, Me too. I I mean, but also these people who are like just becoming, let's say a regular at the comedy store or getting Jamie at the Laugh Factory was starting to like them or, you know what I mean? Like they're just at that cusp. It's going to come back. Comedy's Mm going to come back, but it's going to, I know it is because we need it. We need it bad. More than ever. Um, Yeah. And uh, Kevin Nealon just did a special, and he did it. Um, he, he did it on here. He, he you know, really? and, yeah, and it's so awesome. I love him so much. Um, He's so funny. A lot of people. I mean, I, I would say something before about Bill Burr that I wanted to mention because you were nice enough to mention my podcast, which is. I think like it's here for you. He was making fun of the title and the theme, which is that I'm trying to help people through this time. He just called me because uh, I tortured him making it through a video uh, for a Slurdom Research Foundation benefit, which oh. I've always done. Oh. And we're doing a virtual one um, October 18th. And I have amazing people and I'll be putting it on all my all my sites and everything, all my, all my apps. But it it'll, to us because we'll promote it here, too. Oh, thank you. Of course. It, it's, it's like everybody. I mean, it's so many nice people. It's Jason Alexander who lost his sister. Uh, Queen Latifah lost, lost her mother. Um, and it, and John Mayer is going to sing. And um, wow. Pat Monahan and Howie Mandel and, and Bill Burr. And, uh, How many years have you been putting this together? 32, something like that. And we raised over 50 million bucks because my sister passed away from it. And uh, so, so uh, Bill Burr, he he's like, it's giving you shit. Oh my god, he doesn't stop. It, it, my episode with him on the podcast is him berating me for thirty minutes. Then I try to berate back for twenty minutes, and then I think we had kind of a conversation. But what he said to me on the phone yesterday, I don't want to upset your mom, so I won't say all the words. Either. No, say him, say him, please, 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 say him. Oh, just like I don't like this fucking staggered who cares about people. I want to hear this guy because he got me yelling so much, and I went, you know, I'm sorry to ask you to help people and 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 help me with my you know benefit i said you're always asking for something i said well you know that's how you get things done if you want to help people bill but you wouldn't know about helping people and meanwhile he does everything constantly to help people i hear he's a very behind the scenes like incredibly philanthropic one of the most wonderful he's one of the funniest people alive listen i met him from you that one time at soho when we were smoking cigars and i was not i don't get starstruck too often but that guy got me a little nervous like i was like hi bell mr burr he's an amazing guy and he's brilliant and he's funny as shit i don't know why they say funny as shit because i've never actually laughed at shit yeah I do sometimes when I watch the news. I mean, shit jokes are kind of funny. I mean, fart people don't jokes. like them. People Funniest parts. Like well, I've got, yeah, but people don't like them. People, you know, I try. I mean, it is something we all share. A lot of it's involuntary. It's universal. Yeah, yeah it's like laughter. You know, 
burp or a fart. You didn't necessarily mean to do it unless like some people like Dave Collier, my friend from Full House, who I was friends with when he was 19, uh, long before that show, he made, he's able to burp or fart on cue. He can do it. On cue. He can do it whatever he wants. He just bends in half a bunch and, and air comes out of him. Like, See, no, no wonder he uses it on the fireplace. Well, she, no, that's, that's they, they're still, they, they ended on wonderful terms. And they, that song's not about him. It's about three different guys. And he's one of them. Well, I was actually <laughs> at his house uh, when she called. And she actually said, I hate to call you during dinner. She actually said that. <laughs> Um, That's amazing. He's like, that was weird. I just talked to Alanis, and uh, <laughs> Mr. Woodchuck uh, really likes her. And Mr. Woodchuck. I love Dave. Mr. Woodchuck's a Full House character. Oh, that I, that I wanted to throw. We actually, on Fuller House, John, Dave, and I were doing a scene by a fire pit and smoking cigars. And then mm-hmm. when we had to do it at, at the wedding scene of the last episode of Fuller House on Netflix, uh, they wouldn't let us smoke cigars because all of a sudden they came down on it because it's bad for kids, you know. Right. So um, we were smoking cigars, and Dave had Mr. Woodchuck with him, and at the end of one of the takes, I threw it in the fire. <laughs> Is it made of wood? I hope so. And then I threw it in the fire because it would be good kindling. I How many Mr. It. Woodchucks did you have, though? There were at least five. Well, he so. had one that his dog ate the face off of, so he brought it into work. <laughs> To rehearse with, because he had to have it to rehearse so it could do this. It would be like, just use your hand, Dave. I mean, Jeff Dunham does it. Mr. Woodchuck. Yeah. Is the Friars Club going to open back up in New York? Is that going to happen? I don't don't see it. I I don't know. I hope so. I mean, they do a lot of charity work. I know there was a lot of stuff that went down that I know nothing about. I'm not a member, but Mm. I've been there before. Oh, I thought you were a member. You're not. Mm-hmm. I want to be. Is it a bad place now? Did something happen? No, no I don't know. Not oh. at all. It, it was all about financing and oh. who's going to keep it alive and fund it. But I mean, I went there. Jeff Ross took me there mm-hmm. years ago in New York. And we also, I roasted a couple people. Um, I was the roast master uh, for uh, Jack Black's uh, roast. And it, mm-hmm. all of it goes to tons of charities. So that's one of the great things about it all. 2,000 people at the Hilton. I remember your roast. I was my ice cream truck. Is that, a lot is that the red light? Do we have to go? No, we got, we got a little, uh, a little flashlight. <laughs> but it was interesting because uh, I went there and I sit at my sit, sitting at the fire. There was all these older guys with orange hair and with a little whip. Sometimes it's just like a little bit of cotton candy, you know? But it's orange. Sounds familiar, actually, right? It does. I was thinking. But they, these are sweet guys, you mm-hmm. know? That's not, that's not familiar. And I'm sitting at the table. There's a regular phone next to the table with a dial on it. And that, and I get, I pick up the phone. It's going to be a, a bad word. Tell your mom. Uh, thank you. So, so Nancy, thank you. It's good to see you too. Thank you. So, Bye, Nance. Uh, so as I get a call and the guy goes, fuck you. Like, what? And he goes, look to your left. And I look to my left and it's like a 93 year old guy on the phone, like red buttons, you know, kind of like, it looked like him. I love red buttons. Love. Funniest people ever born. And he, oh. is, he will always be beautiful. Pea soup. And, and, and then I, Lucy. 
Yeah. Sorry. Go on. No. And then I look over. <laughs> he won the Oscar red button for Sayonara. He's with, one of the greatest Colin ever. Lando. And so I think I'm right. So um, you are. I look at this guy and it's him. And there's no delay because they had good phones back then. That's when times were better. Yeah. And, and I looked over and I went, uh, who are you? And he goes, welcome to the Friars. Fuck <laughs> you. And he hangs up. He's six feet away. It was like, this is fun. That's awesome. It's just like people just playing pranks, you know? It's just... Um, See, that's something I, I want to do. I like seriously, and that's what we try to do, but it's pretty serious right now. I know, and that's why, like, Jason and I talk all the time about content, and we just want to watch stuff that's happy, like whether it's Shit's Creek or whether it's, it's Ted Lasso. That, that show, Ted Lasso. Oh, my God. Oh. Are you watching? Am I watching? It's my religion. Religion. So, okay, tell go. You how, okay, so I watch Ooh. it, and Kelly and I, I just want to watch Ted Lasso for the next year. I just want to watch it every day. Non-stop. I want to make 200 episodes. Yes. I don't know how many they're making. Not enough. But, but Jason Sudeikis is a, uh, it's so realized what he's doing. And he's such a carer and such a positive person. Yeah. It's exactly what we need. I want Ted Lasso to be president. Me I too. I want Ted Lasso to run everything. He doesn't even necessarily know what he's doing, but he does. He does. he does because he's so and it unveils itself. It's so well written and it came from a character that Jason was doing with NBC Sports, playing right. this motivational coach. And I actually tweeted how much I loved the show and I couldn't get enough. And Jason direct messaged me. <laughs> And said, Bob, thank you so much. And Kelly had said it also. And he said, your wife, and thank you both so much. And it was, I, I couldn't, he was so, he, he is, he has that spirit. He's just one of the special people. He really is. And, and everything, it's like, no matter how negative they try to, like, it's what's so brilliant about the writing on the show is that they'll go to the brink for one moment of being negative. He pulls it right back. It becomes positive and they solve the issue and you get to move on. It's like, oh, I want my life to be like this all the time. Well, not necessarily if you just watched last week's. I did. We, we did. We had to go. Yeah, not talk about it, but, but people all need to watch this show and it's on Apple TV. Yes. Um, and I made a mistake of saying HBO Max and then I had to text him because he, he was like uh, <laughs> thanking me and I said, oh crap, I have to, I have to repost because I gave the wrong network. Yeah, it's uh, Apple, Apple TV and, and they're doing something. I mean, have you watched Mythic Quest on there? No, but I, I, I take my comic book stuff uh, in, you know, kind of in, I got to be careful how I spoon feed myself. I am enjoying um, this show. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, it's the one by Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're talking about it. Lovecraft Country. It's one of the Lovecraft best things on TV. Country is so poignant and so interesting. And it's... Yes. It, it's racism that existed with this unbelievable fantasy world of horror. It's horror. It's a horror show. Well, they took uh, back the the racism of Lovecraft and made it towards understanding what black people were going through. And that I, we've talked about it at length. They we think used his imagery and they used his and his his plot points and his and like what the hell? And they keep a thread through it, but they're modular stories. But they're not because there's a through line. It's unbelievable. Unbelievably like brilliant. the pioneering one. It's just, first of all, I didn't even know about pioneering that life is so dangerous for a black person in that age. Well, even now, but in that age that 
getting a house in a white neighborhood was called being a pioneer. That blew my mind. Just in and of itself. I think it's one of the most important shows on TV. I really do. And Ted Lasso is one of the best. Yeah. I'm, I'm hurting right now for all people. Me too. Uh, and I'm even hurting for the people that, that believe things that aren't true and aren't, aren't um, just obviously knowing that all human beings have human rights. It's just so weird. The us against them mentality, which exists everywhere. I mean, I was putting down, you know, things on the far right, but I'm not enjoying the far left. I think they're killing cancel culture is not coming out of the right. The right wants to hear me talk dirty and say bad shit. They want that. I, when I play the Bible Belt, they're they're loving it, and I've always had fun. So I don't, and I don't hate somebody if they're not voting the way I'm voting. But me either. But, I, but I'm not l- losing friends over it because I don't want to get into it. I mean, and on my podcast, I've had Bill Maher, and then recently I had Dave Rubin, and Dave is a, a centrist and a libertarian. But I don't know what that is. Uh, but I don't agree with everything he says. I disagree with it. And then I agree with some things he says, but he's my friend. I love the guy. So why stop loving somebody? And that's the point is be the example of bringing everybody to the table. Otherwise there ain't going to be no table. It'll be like the movie Camelot, the play. Thank you. You got the round table and then you got no table. And and we don't want to have no table. Um, Mm. Right now, I think uh, the debate that is going to have a couple of TV trays and a barca lounger, um, (laughs) Somebody's going to have to mop up all the poop. I need a bucket. <laughs> Give me a bucket. Cleaning woman. That's uh, for meaning of life, everybody. That's, uh, well, they're wolf a thin. Uh, I digress. Jason, right, guys. I'm, are we I'm done? Here, I'm, I'm here to red light you He's guys. I want to make sure that we get Bob, Bob to where he you. needs to be, and we got a bunch of stuff going on. Uh, you do, and I do. I'm going to go record uh, wonderful love people. Um, I love you, too. Oh, uh, so happy you were here. I'm so happy to see you. It looks like we're, right now, it looks like we're in a, a flight control, like we're in a, <laughs> some kind of airplane movie, you know? <laughs> it's like three guys running running uh, airplanes, but I've got, got this crappy little headset. You guys are actually taking care of people <laughs> no bob saget cares bob saget helps people i am here for he's that. here for you <laughs> no no i'm getting there i'm getting there all bob right, saget right. is here for you i do care about people i know and i, I wasn't kidding I will, I will watch the news uh, with kelly and then i just start crying i just i and i'm not a wuss put me on stage and i'll you know buddy i cry at ted lasso ted lasso <laughs> made me cry Every episode this, I cry. This week it made me cry. This week got me good. Oh my God, it got me good. Well, he's magnificent. <sighs> it's something, it's next level. You know it's what it is? Level. It's kind of like the spirit that Will Farrell has when he's got that joyous spirit and it can't be stopped. Yes. But Jason Sudeikis is Jason Sudeikis. And yeah. he is, even when he would just dance on Saturday Night Live during uh, What Up With That? When Keenan Thompson <laughs> would sing the twenty-minute sketch, what up with that? And I'm sure Lauren just said, "No, man, he can go as long as he wants," you know. And it, what up with that? And and Jason just does. He just uh, the Running Man, I believe, or the whole sketch. He just does the running. He hops in frame, and that's. I just love the guy. I got. can't stop watching him. Dude, crush. I got D two. So does Jason. Don't kid yourself. Jason, don't you? Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. We're in love with him. 
I, Ted Lasso, and yeah. everybody on it is fantastic. My big crush is Keely. Um, yeah, the the what the best friend, you know, of the oh yeah, you know, Jamie Tartsick's girlfriend. Okay, Bob, I have to let you go. I love you so much. I love you. Thank Thanks you so for much. Me, and I hope next time we talk, yes, that we've got uh, no fires, no hurricanes. Uh, the global warming is continuing, so we have to address that with the proper regime. Yes. I don't know if this regime will ever address it. I know they won't. Um, and hopefully people won't be in denial and can all just, you know. It's Elvis Costello. What's so funny about peace, love, and understanding? That's the best song. And we've got too many sarcastic people rolling their eyes. Too many eye rolls. Oh, so and every, every network, <laughs> every news network. Oh, so what you're saying is, uh, you know, and it's like, yeah, it makes me crazy. Oh, they roll their eyes over nothing. I don't like eye rolls. I don't know why. Why? I don't know why. <laughs> I got a teenager for that shit. I don't need to. Everybody oh my too. god, it's so wrong. And then there's got this. Dylan one. sends his love, Bob. By the way, who does? Dylan. Uh give him my love. How old is he? Sixteen. Driving. It's a. Oh my, don't let him drive. It's quarantine. <laughs> keep him home. Just keep him on the laptop and buy him some lube. <laughs> and, and ladies and that, gentlemen, Bob Saget. <laughs> That's parenting. That's my advice on parenting. Thank, Thank you, Bob. You, Bob. I love you. Love you. Oh, All right. I mean, and we're going to also say goodbye here. Yeah, we have to. So stay safe, stay sane, stay strong. And Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Be, love everybody. Thank you. And keep the, keep the conversation going. Please. A podcast network.